Ladies and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's the other guy on the other podcast, John Hogue here, and live direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. How are you doing tonight, Diana? Well, I'm here. <laughs> well, um, I... Um, uh, it, it's been you. a sticky, sticky day. Um, it's yeah. not so hot, but it's just really, really sticky. <laughs> it's that time of year in Georgia. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't Be- it? Beautiful and exotic, uh, Valdosta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Let's check the Valdosta crime wave. <laughs> hmm. Suspect indicted in 17 deaths. Yep. Arrested in Lowndes. Hmm. Uh, Valdosta, a Lowndes County traffic stop in August led to the arrest of a deported felon mm-hmm. from the Bahamas. Yep. Indeed, for the deaths of 17 Haitian migrants and mm-hmm. an unborn child. The mm-hmm. sheriff's office said Thursday on August 22nd, a deputy stopped a car at the 11 mile north. On I-75 for speeding. The driver said he was from the Bahamas and did not have a license. He was arrested for several traffic and narcotics violations. (laughs) While being booked into the county jail, uh, it was determined that the driver had given a false name and was actually Travis Jamal Moss, a deported felon from the Bahamas also had an outstanding warrants from Broward and Orange Counties in mm-hmm. Florida. Anyway, so... Yeah, well, uh, yeah. see, that's the value of those traffic stops. And we'll get to that, actually, toward the end of the hour. Yeah, wow. I yeah. A big, big felon caught in Oh, Valdosta. he was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that one... Um, we've also got a sex trafficking ring that just got broken up. That'll probably be next week's crime wave story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. Sex. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it's just the way things are going these days, Stacey. Why don't we just let you rant about football? Yeah. Okay. Hey, by the way, folks, you can find my good friend, John Hoag's blogging at Hogwash. Stacy, on the other hand, blogs mostly at the othermccain.com, but can be found at other fine spots around the interwebs as well. And Diana actually has blogged this week. I blogged. We're going to get to that in a bit. But yeah. at yes. the Daily Advancement Services. Well, uh, right now, the, the football world, since it's September, uh, uh, the football world is bracing for the game of the century. Yes, the Val- Vanderbilt Commodores will be playing the UNLV 
schools tonight. Well, actually, they, they, they were supposed to get started about four minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. They Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is yet. marginally favored to win, so we'll see. Yes, well, they're a marginal team, so if they're Look, they're the only win, they're the only private school with the guts to play SEC ball. <laughs> you got to give them that. Yeah. In uh, uh, other scores around the nation, uh, the number one ranked University of Georgia Bulldogs had a scare at halftime today. Uh, they were trailing 14 to three at the half uh, at home against South Carolina, uh, but then roared back in the second half, uh, defeating South Carolina four to 14. Uh, and Folks, I-, I was sitting here for the last hour uh, during the run-up for the show, watching Stacy rant about the Alabama game. Yeah, yeah, we'll, uh-huh. we'll get to we'll get to that in a moment. While uh, number 21, Duke, speaking of private schools, uh, defeated Northwestern 38 to 14. That also was in, a private uh, school. That was in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, meanwhile, up the road in Chapel Hill, the University of North Carolina, Minnesota, 31 to 13. Uh, in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, ranked number 19th, defeated the University of Tulsa 66-17. to Oregon State uh, defeated San Diego State 26-9. Number nine, Dame uh, defeated Central Michigan 41-17. Number 12th ranked Utah defeated Weber State, which I've never even heard of, uh, 31 to 7. Uh, the number 15th ranked Kansas State, um, uh, that's, it's not the, is it the Wildcats? What are the Kansas State? Kansas is the Jayhawks. Kansas State. Okay, well, I don't know who they are, but, <laughs> but they were ranked. They were. Know who they are either. <laughs> they were ranked no, 15th. I, 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 I lived in uh, Kansas for a decade for about six months. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Kansas State was ranked 15th, but they lost to unranked Missouri uh, 30 to 17. Uh, number 14, LSU romped over Mississippi Starkville 41 to 14. Number seven, Penn State defeated uh, Illinois 30 to 13. Uh, number three, Florida State eked out a, a, a victory over Boston College in a game played in Boston 31 to 29. And in uh, live action right now, Alabama struggling, man. They're, they've been, they're, their first half was a real struggle. But they, they, Tenth uh, ranked Alabama leads South Florida ten to three. Iowa ranked number twenty five uh, leads Western Michigan thirty one to ten. Number six Ohio State is romping over Western Kentucky. That would be the Hilltoppers, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. <laughs> Ohio State fifty six, Western Kentucky ten. Uh, at halftime. Uh, University of Washington, 35, Michigan State, zero, and that's at Lansing. So Michigan State getting pounded at home. Uh, 
Washington State ranked number 23, uh, romping over North Northern Colorado 50 to 7. And UCLA uh, is uh, shutting out North Carolina Central uh, 45 to nothing. You know, I just uh, I just flashed on something about you were talking about Northwestern, and you know they at one point I guess in the, when the the nineties had the longest losing streak in oh, college yeah. history. That was just about the time my but he uh, got that, better. Yeah, but it was just about the t- time my sister in law was graduating with her law degree there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But, but here's here, here's the interesting uh, tie in. My father's law degree was from Cumberland. Oh, yeah. So you talk about maybe you, no one should admit a, 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 the histori- a, a greatest historic defeat in the history of football. Yes, but but maybe oh. that maybe the the key to success or, or, or key one of the things you should avoid is admitting a family member of mine to your law school. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, Vanderbilt took the opening kickoff and had. Driven up to their own uh, to midfield, uh, where mm-hmm. they face a uh, third and six at the fifty-yard line. So well, just, just the, I know the nation is gripped in tension. No, most people football. don't even know the game's being played, but that's just well, because sadly. people, um, people uh, don't appreciate the finer points of sports. <laughs> uh, it, but the finer but, points, how yeah. to lose gracefully. <laughs> Oh, come on now. Vanderbilt, well, I mean, there Vanderbilt is, got a chance to there win. Is, well, no, there is something to be said for uh, doing things well. And, 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 mm-hmm. but, you know, and, and, All right. and, and, and there is always tells something. Me we're finally getting back to the news. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, I, I, this little segment I, uh, I, 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 I headlined for us inside our little, uh, agenda here as Gray's Law. And I'm going to yep. bet that Stacey doesn't know Gray's Law. I don't. I'm going to bet that Stacey doesn't uh, know that ignorance of the law is no defense. <laughs> well, actually, well, but to, you, you probably don't know the the, the underlying, it, Gray's Law is actually a corollary of Clark's Third Law. And I'm going to bet that you don't know Clark's Third Law. Right. Clark, uh, that's Arthur C. Clark, the science fiction writer. See, already we've lost. Mm-hmm. And but Clark's third law says any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. <laughs> However, no, and great, but no, and Gray's law says that any sufficiently advanced incompetence is indistinguishable from malice. Yeah, and that sets up our discussion of most recent blog. Right. Okay. Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, struck August twenty ninth, two thousand five. Um, it's 2023. A baby born the day of Katrina is old enough to vote. Look at the shenanigans surrounding a green housing program in New Orleans's third ninth ward. That child will be eligible for, for Social Security before a single home is satisfactorily completed. Um, this ongoing disaster uh, uh, that came to my attention because of uh, Brad Pitt's Make It Right Foundation, which I have dubbed the Make It Very, Very Wrong Foundation, um, continues in the fashion of a true Icelandic saga. It will span generations and may, at the rate things are going, in ongoing feuds and endless lawsuits. And 
it wouldn't surprise me if a spot of arson got involved in there somewhere. Anyway, when last eye upon the troubled development, um, it was in uh, Make It Right was in the process of buying back the second of two homes before they collapsed on the unfortunate owners, probably while being filmed by tourists come to view the funky architecture of the structure. In the years since, uh, per uh, Breitbart News, John Nolte, Make It Right has virtually ceased to exist. That sort of, uh, the, considering they had about 15 to 25, between 15 and 20 million uncommitted sitting in their coffers, they didn't cease to exist unless they distributed the money somehow, but I don't know anything about that. I don't see any evidence. Um, and But there's been a $20.5 million settlement um, with the people who live in those houses. Um, but that is evidently drifting in limbo due to Pitt's ongoing divorce. Well then, Gr Global Green USA uh, is a byproduct of an initiative uh, begun by Mikhail Gorbachev after um, he ceased to be the premier or president or general secretary of the former Soviet Union. Um, it stepped up to administer and pay the $20.5 which, in true, predictable, and embarrassing nonprofit style, they could in no way do. And they had to renege on the deal within, oh, 10 days. Um, I'd like to apologize for nonprofit world about this. Um, but the tale goes on, and it never seems to be... It, okay. Um, mainstream interest is going to go away because Brad Pitt and Make It Right are sort of fading into the background. But um, this particular case of making miserable situations even worse should not be allowed to disappear because I have an interest as a nonprofit person in doing things right, and they're not. Um, at this point, um, the most, at this point, what they were trying to do, what they said they wanted to do, there is no way that an organization with about $4 million in assets uh, is going to leverage uh, covering $20.5 million. You yeah. can't, not in any re real world. Not, uh, unless but, got, unless they've, not unless they've got some particular sugar daddy online already. Uh, well, here's the thing. They do have a glitterati heavy board, and every single one of their glitteratis could write them a check for $20.5 and not hurt. But that's not going to happen. Nonprofit, uh, but there's nonprofit lunacy such as bridge, bridge loans and perpetual uh, capital campaigns they could fall back on. GoFundMe campaigns. They have a web page um, which actually uh, talks about the establishment of a GoFundMe to build houses for 109 families in New Orleans. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Um, and on this same, uh, same introduction page, they earnestly inform us that the homes were destroyed by Hurricane Katarina. Not Katrina. Katarina, do these people know anything about New Orleans, and do they care? And here's the thing: uh, a group if, when when Katrina came through, mm -hmm. a, a, a group, it was a Cat Five uh, on no, the 29th of August. A, but a group, but after after it came through, 
mm-hmm. uh, for uh, spring break. The next mm-hmm. spring, my <laughs> son uh, went with a group of kids from his college mm-hmm. and they uh, gutted and, uh, the, the drywall, mm-hmm. uh, redid the electrical and plumbing and mm-hmm. uh, put the drywall back, didn't get mm-hmm. the painting done, but they did all that. Uh, that was their spring break for in two houses. And, yeah. you know, that's a bunch of college kids actually making something happen. I know. Well, I have some really strong opinions about this, but um, I'm going to be in New Orleans fairly soon. And while I'm there, I'm going to go and look at these houses. And hopefully what I'd like to have happen, I'm not going to swear it's going to, I'm going to be contacting Double Green and seeing if they are willing to have somebody there to talk to me and tell me what they're planning. I intend to conduct an actual, I see no reason for them to talk to me except they're nonprofits and I'm a nonprofit person. I want to know what they want to do and how. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this. What happened was is they were going to build environmentally friendly yes, homes were. In New Orleans, and they they failed to calculate on the problem of humidity. Yes. (laughs) Hello, it's New Orleans. It's below freaking sea level. And it's it's right next to the river. What do you expect? And And the swamps. What do you expect? And and the houses started rotting. Immediately. Uh, Yeah. They didn't even finish building them before they started to rot. These, the thing is, they used these brand new, untested green materials. It was just, I could have screamed when I was reading that. Um, I mean, the stupid, and then the, these architects, they got all these celebrity architects to design the homes. There's a, reason, that, why, there's a reason then, why houses down there are framed with creosote uh, lumber. Yes, there are, but they didn't do anything sensible. And it's driving me crazy because there are 109 families that don't have decent housing. And, you know, they're stuck there, I think. I, it's very hard to tell what's going on. Um, the money will never be paid. There's just no way. That $20.5 million is going to disappear somewhere, somehow. That's how, <sighs> well, that's how the grift is done. I know. Well, you know I'm a cynic on these subjects. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, I think you're an optimist, so there we go. But look, the thing is, we're, we're talking about something that's almost uh, 20 years old, something that... I know! Something, something that for a significant portion of the population... It's is before history. they were born! It's, it's history. Well, look, Animal House was not only... Parents were born in a lot of cases. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 44 <laughs> years ago. Yes. And, and, and animal House, and, and but Animal House is enough a part of our culture that uh, it was just absolutely staggering when I saw this book cover on Amazon Pearl Harbor, a date that will live in infamy, December 7th, 1941. And it has Folkwolf 190s uh, aircraft, oh. which are German. Uh, over uh, over oh. the harbor. Yeah. Uh, Ger- was oh. it over when the Germans <laughs> bombed Pearl Harbor? Harbor. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a part of our culture? I mean, here this is. I mean, the only thing I can figure isn't is that the, the artist. Japanese? The only thing I can figure is the artist who did this was neither an American 
nor Japanese or German. But I mean, it's like, uh, so I had to do the don't know much about history post. Oh, my Lord. oh, 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 breaking. Speaking of world historic events, the Vanderbilt Commodores just intercepted a pass and returned it for a touchdown. Vanderbilt leads the UNLV Rebels seven to nothing. So. Well, oh, well they done. Got their, they got their golf claps. Golf claps. Uh, well, well done, chaps. Well but, done, see, fellas. The thing is, folks, you're going to hear that kind of reporting here <laughs> on uh, this podcast. You're never going to hear that on a place like CNN. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. Whenever there's a problem, Brown Adventure Bay. Ryder and his team of pups will come and save the day. Marshall, Rubble, Chase, Rocky, Zuma, Sky, yeah, they're on the way. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever you're in trouble. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. No jobs too big, no pups too small. Paw Patrol, we're on a roll. Oh, so here we go. Paw Patrol, ooh-ah-oh. Uh, uh. Paw Patrol, ooh-ah-oh. Uh, 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 so you'll get facts here, but you'll get, but our facts will probably get checked by some. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me explain that uh, mm. just to somebody, if you're tuning in for the first time to the podcast, <laughs> every time we mention CNN, um, uh, we get uh, we play the Paw Patrol theme <laughs> because um, the last place news network is frequently mm. beaten in the uh, ratings by reruns of the children's cartoon Paw Patrol on Nickelodeon. So that that explains the theme music. Meanwhile, CNN's fake fact check uh, yeah. was the headline on my blog. Um, it involved um, CNN published a quote-unquote fact check, uh, uh, and it's... And, 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 and that is just too stupid. I, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, when Speaker McCarthy said bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shell companies. Facts first, says CNN. This is true about Joe Biden's family and associates, but there's no public evidence to date that the president personally received any money. Uh, if you believe that, I have explain. this bridge uh, between two pieces of swamp land. Ten percent for the big guy. But, and uh, please explain the mansions. Please. Right. My, All my, of them. My friend uh, Matt Vespa at Town Hall had a post highlighting how CNN, in its role as Democratic Party propaganda machine, produced a disgustingly deceptive fact check of Joe Biden's foreign influence peddling scandal. And as I've said before, it's a smoking gun next mm -hmm. to a bloody corpse. Uh, the, the simple thing is the shell companies, okay? They had uh, like tw two dozen shell companies, okay? And they had no other purpose except to funnel money to the Biden family. Mm -hmm. um, I only have two. In a, uh, <laughs> in a rather clumsy <laughs> attempt uh, to hide the source of the funds and the recipients of the payments, including uh, to Biden's grandchildren, 
yeah. uh, were receiving this money that was coming from foreign clients. I mean, um, having, having, having a business entity that just exists uh, so that you can pass money through is not in, yeah. in it of itself a nefarious thing. I have yes, one. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, no, I, I have a company that exists solely for, for uh, financial transactions related to my blog. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. It's technically a shell company, and mm -hmm. uh, it makes a small profit each year. And I've, uh, it's a proprietorship, and so I just do a Schedule C for that on my uh, income tax. Hmm. But well, but, anyways, but I don't have twenty, and I'm not moving between shell companies, and that's when it gets flaky. Yeah. yeah. The mm -hmm. um, uh, the only service that Hunter Biden and his business associates had, um, the only thing they were selling was the vice president's influence, okay? That's all they had to sell, okay? And uh, Joe Biden actually bragged about uh, what yep. he did in Ukraine. Uh, you know, it's, it's not uh, any kind of secret, uh, mm -hmm. the evidence, but what happened was this. The Biden White House, and here I quote from... Uh, American greatness. The Biden White House sent a letter to its media allies Wednesday mm -hmm. directing them to intensify the quote-unquote scrutiny of House Republicans after Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced an impeachment inquiry into the Biden family's influence peddling operation. Quote, it's time for the media to ramp up its scrutiny of House mm. Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. <laughs> impeachment is grave, rare, and historic. This is the White House spokesman. Impeachment mm. is grave, rare, and historic. Yeah, uh, they impeached uh, President Trump twice in the span of six months, you asshole. Well, not only that, the, the Democrats just tried to do a number on uh, the attorney general of Texas, who was mm -hmm. uh, acquitted of all counts today. Now, the mm -hmm. Constitution requires treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Ian Sams, a spokeswoman, a spokesperson uh, for the White House Counsel's Office, wrote in a letter to top U.S. news executives, quote, after nearly nine months of investigating House Republicans haven't been able to turn up any evidence of the president doing anything wrong, close quote. Uh. Um, yeah, uh, and, and as the story points out, in reality, Republican investigators have produced a mountain of evidence in the form of bank records, suspicious activity reports, wire transfers, text messages, WhatsApp messages, emails, voicemails, and photos, along with testimony of whistleblowers and Hunter Biden's former business uh, partners. So it's, you know, there's this mountain of ev evidence, and, and the yeah, White but, House yeah, is yeah, telling it its media better. allies uh, that, uh, just to say that there's no evidence. Oh, I'm and sure. now there's a C-SPAN video <laughs> that just got dropped. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, so it 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 it, it it's you know uh, if if people truly believe in his innocence, then that's 
I, you, 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 you I don't can't, think they do. You, well, I, I, no, I, are, I don't think any intelligent are, person can believe he's innocent. Well, no. I, mean, I, well, I don't know. You don't think any rational person can think he's innocent. But the thing is, you're not going to, uh, trying to have a rational argument with an irrational person ain't going to get you there. But we can keep reporting the truth. And if people want to support us doing that, they can, they have, we have ways of enabling that, don't we? We have ways. Yes. Yeah. Tell um, them about the yellow button. Uh, yes, folks. If you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice in the, uh, near the top of the center column, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, shekels, euros, yen, Whatever currency you've got, except Russian rubles, uh, click the yellow button and you can contribute via PayPal to help support the blog, to help support this podcast, but most of all, to help keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money from this gig mm -hmm. and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, uh, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. If you look at the, uh, well, if you're on, uh, if you go directly to a post, you won't, see, any particular one post, you won't see this. But if you go to the homepage and scroll down, over on the right in the sidebar, you'll see an icon of tip chart. Click on the tip jar, it'll take you to my PayPal account where you can donate to support the blog, to support the podcast, or just to be nice to me and send me money. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I also take cash and checks. And so there's uh, contact information there. Uh, on, you can use the DMCA uh, uh, contact information in the menu bar to, to get a hold of that. Uh, you can also support Hogwash by shopping at the Hogwash store. There's all sorts of blog related uh, goodies there that you can waste your money on, uh, spend your money on. And uh, also, you can support both our blogs by using the Amazon shopping links that you'll find uh, lurking about them. Uh, both of our blogs participate in the Amazon Affiliates Program. And when you uh, click on any blogger's uh, links that are part of the affiliate program, that blogger gets a small cut of the action. Something nice that Amazon actually does to support the blogosphere. But regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. And meanwhile, uh, uh, Vanderbilt's the ball and is driving in UNLV territory. And the Ooh. world is, waits with bated breath. Oh, this is, this is exciting. <laughs> anyway, uh, Speaking of uh, events on the other side of the Mississippi, really? uh, there was a, a big gun control guffuffle going on in the state of oh New Mexico over oh the my. past week or so. And uh, <laughs> it, it didn't take long for a, a federal judge appointed by President Biden to take one look at the uh, order suspending the Second Amendment in uh, Brunello County and mm -hmm. Albuquerque just go, no, <laughs> not doing this. And so, and it was, uh, you know, the, the sheriff, the chief of police for uh, Albuquerque, the state police all <laughs> said they would not enforce the order. 
Yeah. The uh, the state attorney general said he wouldn't defend it. So <laughs> this was, you know, a complete downhill sort of thing. So I think it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, Governor Grisham uh, began following the traditional Democrat playbook uh, uh, about dealing with civil rights and, and <laughs> it started engaging in massive resistance to the federal court injunction prohibiting her from enforcing or attempting to enforce <laughs> her unconstitutional ban. Uh, she announced that she's amending her executive order so it only applies in parks and playgrounds. Yeah, right. Well, but see, here's the problem. This is, I'm going to quote directly from the judge's order. Yes. In addition, mm -hmm. defendants are enjoined from applying, enforcing, or attempting to enforce either criminally or civilly Section 4 of the New Mexico Department of Health's Public Health Emergency Order imposing temporary firearm restrictions, drug monitoring, or other public safety measures, and other public safety measures, to the extent that it imposes additional restrictions on the carrying or possession of firearms that were not already in place prior prior to its issuance. Okay, now because the ban on carrying in parks didn't exist prior to the issuance of the original mm -hmm. executive order, reinstating it kind of looks to me like an explicit in violation of the injunction. And I'm just... Uh, I think my, it is, too. My, 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 my post about this was headlined, Contempt of Court, question mark. And it's going to be interesting to see if one of the, uh, uh, one of the plaintiffs actually goes back to the federal judge and, and seeks uh, contempt order. I would like to see that. It would be interesting to see how that's dealt with, because usually what happens is you spend some time in a federal lockup. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, uh, it's, uh, keeping on the gun control theme, uh, mm -hmm. they've indicted Hunter again on the gun yeah, charge, right. uh, gun charges, and he, well, this time they, they 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 did everything. They indicted him basically on everything they possibly could, uh -huh. rather, and so he's looking at twenty five years. That would be nice. Well, Good no. Start. It, it, well, first of all, it ain't going to happen. No, of and, course not. And, and uh, although it at least, but they they did it quickly enough and let the uh, statute of limitations run out, which happens like uh, in three or four weeks. Um, mm. The but uh, the the thing they've done though now is they have given him uh, the right to remain silent. Mm. He <laughs> yeah right. Well, no, but I mean, uh, so in anything, this is a, this protects um, uh, Joe in lots of ways uh, from a hunter being. Uh, it's an ongoing investigation. We can't comment. Well, that. well, but, but not only that. Uh, I'm, on, I'm. This gives him a whole lot of uh, right to remain silent stuff, in, including mm -hmm. before a uh, any, any sort of impeachment inquiry. Mm -hmm. So this is not the DOJ enforcing the law. This is this is uh, a backhanded Running way, cover. backhanded way of providing cover. Yeah. You know? So you know, it's just oh well. You know that that's all you can can say about it. Uh, it's it's just more corruption uh, and. Uh, 
I'm just, I'm ready to get off the, that subject for a while. Stacy, uh, oh, we, I, something exciting. Kirby is yelling. Kirby, uh, is, Kirby yelling. is, my my brother's in the next room yelling at the TV, <laughs> which tells me that something has happened in Alabama. Something yeah. has happened in the Alabama game. On the other, well, yeah. He sounded distressed. I think somebody fumbled. No, no, no. Actually, actually, we uh, Alabama had just intercepted the ball and uh, uh, at their own twenty, and and I don't know, um, I don't know what's going on right now. But meanwhile, meanwhile, um, meanwhile the thing is, is that uh, uh, there's lots of other uh, things going on that are headed in the wrong direction from my point of view. And you wrote about uh, the increasing incidence of folks being single too late in life. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the post is head at the other McCain.com headline unwanted and unloved younger yeah. Americans are facing a lonely future. And I began by musing that when, when my kids were little, it occurred to me that, well, what was, Going okay. I if I was raising my kids right, and we, <laughs> my wife and I, you know, tried very hard to raise our kids right, you know. But what if everybody else was raising their kids wrong? And 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 my suspicion that other other people weren't doing the job right. Uh, we're we're seeing data now, um, and uh, um, uh, Tom Knighton had an article about mm -hmm. this, and he, he referenced an, an article by Olivia Rheingold in the Free Press, which yeah. I'm going to quote, uh, about, quote, a growing number of young men who are withdrawing from the dating pool. More than six in ten men aged 18 to 29 are now mm -hmm. single, up from about five in ten in 2019. Um Respondents give a range of reasons for their singlehood, including having more important priorities, the fact that they are just like being single or that they've gotten too old to keep trying. Quote, the traditional markers of adulthood, like buying a home, completing college, and getting married, are all becoming far harder to achieve, sociologist Jess Carbino said. Quote, Many men perceive themselves to be far less marriageable, and in turn, many women perceive them to be less marriageable, too. Uh, and it goes on to talk about how the, the, the trend, the way that the trend is going, is that men at the tip-top of the dating pool get yeah. everything, and the men who don't have it all get nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, I have... Um, I actually uh, went to a uh, convention a few years ago of some red pill <laughs> type guys. They, these, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, it, it grew from the um, pickup oh. artist uh, vibe, but it's, it's what's known as the manosphere. And uh, I had the opportunity to meet the, uh, uh, the guru of, of, of this movement. Uh, a guy named who calls himself Rollo Tomasi, which is of course mm -hmm. a pseudonym borrowed from a, a film. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, they, you know, they they give some really brutal advice 
uh, to young men about how to deal with this situation. Uh, based in the attitude that most young women are just whores, okay? Oh, I mean, and it's it, it's it's a very cold thing, but the dating scene out there is brutal, brutal, brutal. I'm fortunate uh, that my kids, uh, let me see, uh, I've got a count here. All uh, six, yes. Yeah, First yeah, well, daughter. But I mean, four out of uh, four out of five of them are married, and and you know, I mean that they're. I, the, the, the one I have to worry about is my youngest daughter, who is oh. uh, uh, 21. Or and she's 20. in college. No, she'll, yeah, she'll, she'll turn 21 in December, I believe. I'm, I'm counting here. It's 23. Yes, she'll turn 21 in December. She's going mm -hmm. to turn 21 while in Argentina, uh, engaged in a Spanish immersion program. But I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all right about my kids, but... Uh, I over the years I've uh, recounted several uh, cases of uh, 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 what goes wrong. For instance, Mackenzie Luke, oh, uh, the University of Utah sorority sister, who was murdered by a guy she met through a sugar daddy dating site. Okay, and that story. Uh, what struck me was the reaction to it by her sorority sisters. Uh, who complained that people who were criticizing her for having been a sugar baby, as they're mm. called, uh, uh, people, this criticism was hurtful, you see. And so, so yeah, you know, hurtful than criticism, getting murdered, okay, you know. So, yes. uh, hey, how about, how about not doing that? Uh, but this is the way it goes. It, and I've, I've talked about Ella Dawson. You remember... Oh, yeah. In the 2016 campaign, Hillary Clinton actually wrote a letter to Ella Dawson congratulating for her courage, uh, congratulating her for her courage in speaking out about her herpes infection. Uh, yeah, and this and this woman has just ruined her life. I mean, absolutely, she's a she's a disaster. Because uh, she decided that uh, being a slut with herpes, and I quote her there, being a slut with herpes is something to be proud of. Here's the whole thing. I, 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 I had it uh, headlined this, this part of the thing for our internal uh, uh, agenda here, awfuls. A-W-F-L. <laughs> and that stands for affluent white female liberal yeah mm. and uh, all these people we've discussed so far fall into that category yes and, and especially and when we get to susanna gibson oh yeah uh well and i had some public whoa public, i had some public relations advice for her <laughs> I, 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 I had a public relations pro, pro tip post don't put anything on the internet that you don't want people to find. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the the, thing about that picture wait, that wait, kind of... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me set up the facts. Okay? Well, no, let her, let her go, go first. Go, go ahead. Okay, I want to talk about the pictures that you have of her in this mm -hmm. because they're really, really interesting. She's standing up with a microphone there. 
and look at her shoulders. They're all forward and she's closed in on herself like she's scared and ashamed. That is not how you talk when you're, um, you're presenting yourself for public office. You stand up straight, you open up, you're, this is, this, and uh, I, I have not looked at any of the pictures of her from the sex, t sex stuff. I have, I, no, I, I have absolutely no desire. I, but the face that I see there is relaxed and happy. There's something very wrong with this woman. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so go for it, Stacey. Okay, let me explain that Susan, uh, Susanna Gibson is a Democrat running for a seat in a crucial, everyone tells me it's crucial, uh, Virginia House of Delegates race, okay? Uh, this is in the suburbs of Richmond. And uh, she, is a, uh, she is a mother of two and married oh. to a lawyer. And, and she herself is a nurse practitioner. Right, right, right. And they live in, I was just uh, looking at some stuff, they live in a very affluent neighborhood, okay? And um, she posted her, they, oh my God, oh my God. I, I, I hesitate to describe it. Uh, but fortunately, <laughs> Luke Rosiak of the uh, Daily Wire apparently got paid to watch the uh, candidates' videos under her name was Hot Wife Experience was the uh, uh, name of the thing. And um, she uh, said that she was raising money for a good cause by performing graphic sex acts online with her husband, by the way, where she told viewers she liked being choked and said they could watch her urinate uh, for the right, right price. Uh, well, uh, yeah. But it, these it, are Democratic voters, so, you know. This is just so gross. I uh, mean, yeah, well, I, I'm just other, horrified. On the, other, on the other hand, the P-tape jokes write themselves. Yes, they do. Yes, yes. Well, anyways, uh, I, I I quote extensively from Luke Rosiak's description of what was going on in these videos. But once, what happened was is that a uh, uh, apparently a Republican brought to the attention of the Washington Post that she had been posting these videos as recently as last fall, by the way. Well, actually, she doesn't post the videos. This this service live is, streams. Is, is, is a live stream. And what's been happening is some people have been then, uh, without permission, <laughs> uh, recording, the, recording the live stream. Archiving and them, yes. And, and archiving them. And so, you know, she's trying to claim that... Uh, you know, that, that she was harassed by people recording what she was doing uh, on the live stream. And it's like, uh, uh, yeah, that's thinking. Well, well, I mean, what was she thinking? Well, okay, She's claiming to be the victim, but. Uh, well, no, here's no. the thing. Uh, uh, being paid to do something like that on a live stream meets the uh, Virginia state definition of prostitution. Right. Sadly, yes. And, and I'm cringing for I'm cringing. There is no no scenario where this ends well for her. And by the way, by the way, I, I, I you were talking about her face. You were commenting on her appearance. I'm going to say something here. No, just... um, and it goes back. Do you remember when I um, reviewed 
uh, Jessica Valenti's memoir, mm-hmm. Sex Object. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, and, and, and one of the things that she talked about was her uh, insecurity about having a big nose. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that then when she sprouted breasts, and boys were paying attention to her. Uh, she just basically just was overwhelmed uh, by her sudden popularity, so to speak. And um, and I noticed in looking at pictures of uh, Susanna Gibson, a big nose girl. She's what some guys would call a butterface. That is to say, someone uh, someone who has a nice body her face (laughs) she's really quite pretty i mean well the nose the nose is a bit large but (laughs) she's got great cheekbones pretty eyes Um, i love her brow and her chin of many people would find her attractive she's pretty she's uh, got a big nose and and, and you will find big you will find by the way i just pointing out a pattern here that sometimes these big nose girls get themselves in trouble because once they develop, get their look right, well, uh, and and these late bloomers and well, guys suddenly this, paying attention to look, them, Stacey, their insecurities. Stacy, that you know, the one thing you can say about her is she does not violate. Putting her picture here does not violate Rule Five. No, it now, does not. On the, on the other hand, I don't think anyone. I mean, I don't know she, 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 she's a, she's a moderately good-looking girl, uh, but uh, I don't think anybody would would give her a ten. No, but why? I don't understand why she did this to herself, and I don't understand why her husband went along. I, I don't think the get husband this. was pushing it. I think. I, oh God, that's so disgusting! I want to throw up. Yeah, yeah. There are kids involved in this. In this, it's like, what is this? Is has is unimaginable depravity of Democrat family value? Uh, I think you just hit the nail on the head there. It's just, it's just. There's so much, uh, you know. Quite aside from the fact that no, this woman representing a district. The problem here, from where I'm sitting, is I'm like my reaction at a certain level is. Okay, what were you thinking? And you poor thing. And good lord, stop! Just, just stop. Get a grip on your life. What are you doing to yourself here? You, you, you know. And I want to say, I, I want to say, is that when you step into the public arena, okay, everybody's uh, looking for trouble. Yeah, yeah. You, you know that uh, you will be scrutinized by ten million eyes. Well, here's the yeah. other thing that uh, that is. That is a double whammy to the family. Okay. What do you think the quality of the legal advice from the lawyer who did this would be? Pretty, pretty desperate. I don't think the lawyers, I think the lawyer is doing his best to try to protect. Yeah, but her husband. Why? I mean, this is the end of her husband's career. Oh God. Yes. Anyway, but you know, uh, the problem is assuming for, that the the uh, Virginia bar has any integrity. Well, <laughs> no, but I mean, what's his reputation just going to be like in the community? Uh, uh, the, the, here's the thing: truth is, whether you like it or not, the truth is, and you know, sometimes truth is inconvenient. Um, and 
the, the global warming scam uh, <laughs> falling apart based on evidence actually happening. And the usual suspects are just, just please. George Takai had a, uh, had a, <laughs> a tweet uh, telling us that warned us for some two decades that we faced an incon inconvenient truth, uh, and we didn't heed his warning. <laughs> right. Uh, and asking if we're going to heed him and would listen to gore <laughs> these days. Um, on the other the hand... planet has a fever. <laughs> on, the other, on the other hand, there's all sorts of other interesting things happening in the world. We had a really good crime story up over the oh, Mason Dixon yeah. line from here, Stacey. Yes, that's that's correct. Uh, uh, and uh, you had a post about uh, uh, the trouble in suburban Philadelphia with this mm -hmm. uh, escaped yeah. uh, illegal alien. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and the point is, is it, and here's the thing, is that Danilo Cavalcante, uh, mm -hmm. the manhunt for the uh, uh, for the guy who stabbed his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, stabbed her 39 times, okay? Correct. Yeah. Um, so he was convicted murderer who was, for some reason, being ha housed in the uh, county jail in Chester mm -hmm. County, uh, Pennsylvania, which is mm -hmm. a suburb of Philadelphia, and he escaped. Uh, mm -hmm. And it took uh, I, about two weeks uh, for about them. Two weeks, for, yeah. Fourteen days. Yeah, it took two weeks uh, for them to capture him. And and what and the, and the story that said that he had finally he had broken in somewhere and grabbed a rifle. Okay, so he was now armed and was considered extremely dangerous. But you, in reading the CNN story, we're not going to play that. Okay, it's okay. MSN. But in the but in a CNN story, um, uh, it was the twenty seventh paragraph before they told you uh, that he was an illegal migrant from Brazil who yep. had fled Brazil. Uh, when he was wanted for murder in a 2017 homicide case. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, why are we saving that for the 27th uh, paragraph? Because, you hope because it's racist. Yeah, it's racist to say that the, the murderer is an illegal uh, immigrant. And, yeah. Oh, uh, but there is one good piece. Of, there is one good thing um, in his capture. It's a total bork bork nom nom to quote a donut. Um, and we have, he gets first bitten in the forehead and then the canine grabs his thigh and hangs on until he's like, please save me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but in the Associated Press story uh, mm -hmm. describing his capture, nowhere does the word Brazil appear. Appear. That's well, but, fascinating. But see, here's the thing though. Um, it, he got located in in the wooded area by a thermal imaging system mm -hmm. on a plane that the DEA provided to the man. Uh, <laughs> and and border the, patrol was really involved. No, the border patrol caught him. Yeah, it, it, the, it the was border, their the, dog. The, the border patrol SWAT team uh, is who caught him. Mm -hmm. So uh, the no, the border patrol canine yeah. caught him. <laughs> yes, but you see what I'm saying. 
And, yes. And, 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 and so it's, you know, it's, uh, on the other hand, it was uh, suburban uh, Philadelphia where the whole thing went down. So on, on the other hand, we don't have to worry about uh, Philadelphia. Here in Maryland, we have Baltimore. And, oh, yes. And we normally do crazy people are dangerous, but actually we're going to do a crazy city is dangerous. Uh, so take it away, Stacy. Okay. Well, uh, hang on. Hang on just a second here. Well, you're uh, not paying attention to the podcast. I, no, no. I was. I <laughs> a just, very interesting I, article from WBAL TV. Yes. Yeah. Maryland's U.S. Attorney. Maryland's U.S. Attorney. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the guy appointed by Joe Biden mm-hmm. to be U.S. Attorney for Maryland found a big connection between violent crime and COVID-19 pandemic fraud. Maryland U.S. Attorney Eric Barron told the 11 News I-Team that his office found that 60% of violent criminals are also committing some type type of COVID-19 fraud. And because of that, his office investigates every single crime target to see whether they've condemned, uh, committed <laughs> pandemic fraud. Yeah. Okay. And he believes that the 20% reduction in homicides uh, and the 10% reduction in non-fatal shootings in Baltimore uh, can be explained by his office prosecuting COVID-19 fraud. And he said (laughs) that the bottom line is to get violent criminals off the streets by any legal means necessary. Yeah, it's the same thing that we just covered at the top of the uh, podcast in Valdosta. Yeah. Right, right, right. But you see, Baltimore doesn't uh, deal with their violent people that way. And that's why uh, Baltimore is one of the most dangerous places you can go to in the world. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And the feds. Uh, and so the feds have to step in. Well, I hear the boogie woogie piano in the uh, background, uh, which uh, tells me that uh, we are nearing the end of the podcast. So uh, we will be back here next Saturday. Yes, indeed. At our usual time, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, for uh, the next episode of the other podcast. So uh, uh, thank you for joining us, Diana. Oh, I'm always happy to do so. And we'll uh, see you again next week, folks. Uh-huh. Good night, Diana. Good night, Stacy. Good y'all. night, John. Good night, Stacy. Thank you.